so I God. did listen. I did get through some of those anime shows, and I had told. Okay, real quick. Man. Wait, guys. What are we going to call this exciting segment? Anna's Anime Hour? I don't know, but welcome to Professional oh, Friends, everyone. <laughs> I am your producer, Carolina Hidalgo, and that was John Bivacqua. Yes, a huge fan of um, 80s anime. <laughs> I swear, <laughs> I really am. It's really great. <laughs> and and Calvin Cato. Yay, Kawaii. Oh my god, my back is so wet from sweat right now. <laughs> oh, it's so oh. hot. It's so hot. Yeah. And Anna Paratori. Hello, the very unhappy, technically <laughs> I don't know, devoid. You know, for all my love of Japanese things, it doesn't translate. I'm I can't I'm not of the century, I feel. Yeah, you're an old no. soul who grew up in the 1800s <laughs> and can't work an iPad. <laughs> <clears throat> that is true. And because of you, actually, we got to uh, delve into some anime. Yeah. Uh, because it was something I've been promising I would do forever. And I actually did. I watched some, some of Anna's favorite anime. There you go. That's the name of a segment. Anna's favorite anime corner. Oh, I thought we were just going to do Anna Space May. <laughs> yeah. Oh, get it? I get it. <laughs> I barely get it. <laughs> it was cool. I watched a couple of them. I just, um, Cowboy Bebop is really cool. I can't believe I'd never really heard about it. I mean, I guess I'm not that up on nerd culture, but um, I was really into it. I mean, also because it's pretty adult it's like an adult action show kind of mm-hmm. it's oh, pretty yeah. like sophisticated I, I watched cowboy bebop um in i want to say maybe early high school oh really yeah i think early it's, high school it's that yeah because it was i mean not like you but you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> it's been more than five years wow is what I'm tra- Thank oh, you. how do i get out of this hole um, well, you know, I am of a, a, a certain age. I'm a lady of a certain age. and 65 I, years old. <laughs> back when Barbara Stanwyck and I took the trolley. Um, <laughs> no, it, it, yeah, it's pretty old. Because I remember I was watching it in, like, I want to say 1998. Oh. I think 98, 99. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's a pretty old anime, but it's really good. And um, I always liked both the fact that it was, like, pretty adult themed and also that there was like a lot of really good music there's a lot of great jazz and like blues and like kind of like poppy music yeah it, it was also kind of um i don't know like it wasn't just action it kind of remote like the humor it kind of reminded me of like buffy it had that sort of like joss whedon like Right, because Joss Whedon's characters do not talk like human beings, so I feel like it translates a lot better to animated people. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty, it's, the dialogue is pretty, uh, like, I don't know, just, you believe, it's an animated show, but you believe these characters are real-ish, you know? Yeah, yeah, kind of, I mean, like, I was a little confused a little bit here and there, like, I... I was watching it pretty intently, but it did take a couple minutes for me to be like, wait, they're in space, right? Like, that's <laughs> what they do forever, right? They're always in space. Is that the deal? Yeah, they're space literally cowboys. Ah, yes. very good. Cowboy Bebop. 
I had a much harder time, and Anna, I'm so sorry, but I had a much harder time with um, Sailor Moon, the show that, you know, your alma mater, if you, if you must. <laughs> the show that shaped me as a person, I think. Yeah, your whole being is Sailor Moon. And I watched a little bit of it, and it, I understood why it means so much to you, but it was just, it's so juvenile. And I kind of remember it, seeing it in repeats like on random channels over the years but it was just a little too corny for me but aesthetically (laughs) the aesthetics it's so cool i mean i can sort of remember just thinking visually it was a cool show and i love that it's like females it's like these girls who are fighting and wearing like fabulous superhero outfits but the actual plot i was like i don't know about this I mean, the plot is not hard to follow. Like, I started watching Sailor Moon when I was, like, eight. So I, I think that was their demographic. Um, <laughs> but yeah. I had a hard time. Well, maybe it's because I just watched an episode that was, like, you know, at the end of season one or whatever. Because I even wrote some notes. Like, who? <laughs> oh, I'd love to go through them. I was just going to say, Anna, that, like, I... Uh, I mean, not to be uh, pro- producing, but should we talk about which episodes we watch? Because I think it'll give more context as to why you guys felt the way you did about certain episodes. I mean, yes. Calvin, I have a feeling Sailor Moon, the plot of every episode is vaguely sort of <laughs> the plot of every other. Actually, much I, gave you guys, I gave you guys a full arc. Like, that was like the end of the arc. That was like the climax. Like, I gave you... I give you the the Moon Princess was discovered. I gave who's the Moon I give you everything. Is that Sailor Moon? I Sailor oh, Moon. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, then I think you didn't finish the episode because that is literally <laughs> no. What I watched was a bunch of costume changes. <laughs> That's what I, I I and and I and I yeah I wanted to, who the hell is Sailor Venus? I mean I love I I actually did like the show a lot. I mean I would probably watch some more of it. I thought it was fun and fabulous and everything. But yeah, I had so many questions. I I'm sorry that it was it's meant to be more obvious than someone with severe ADHD. I think that the hard part is, is that like the episode that was chosen was literally like the end of an arc. Like it's like asking someone to watch Power Rangers when they blow up the moon base. Like you can't really they set blew up, up anything. The moon base. <laughs> oh <happened>. no! <laughs> but I ruined like, it for us. Because I, I feel, feel like, like if you had done like what? Like I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not trying to, you know. I would. I don't know. I just would have picked a different episode. Although I liked the Cowboy Bebop episode that you chose. I thought that was great. Well, thank you. So I tried to curate this list of you guys to shit on things I love, um, <laughs> as well as I could. So like, I picked a Crystal Clear Destiny from Sailor Moon R. Also for any uh, Moony fans in the in the house. Um, I also made them watch. I don't. John, did you watch the Japanese? subbed i watched dubbed not subbed and also i googled what subbed and dubbed meant because i was reading that on hulu and i didn't understand what the difference was 
and I'm sure you found out quickly what the difference was. Yeah, and I wanted one was, English and one was subtitled. So I, that, yeah, <laughs> I didn't think I could do subtitles with. Well, Sarah I Moon. I specific this is even lamer. I specifically wanted you guys to watch the dub from Deke's Sailor Moon which was in the early 90s, which I grew up with, which is like dubbed by a Canadian cast that uses a lot of strange 90s Canadian hip lingo. You know, they're always like, what's your damage um, kind of thing. Um, and they read, and then Sailor Moon later was bought again to do a more authentic version of the show when it aired in Japan because Sailor Moon in America in the 90s was heavily sort of, uh, I don't know, restricted. Like they, they had a character that kind of was transgender and they made that character a woman. Or like th this this character had a boyfriend and sort of seemed kind of feminine. So they're like, well, I don't know if he's a man or a transgender person. We'll just make him a woman instead for the American audience. Jesus. Yeah, I was going to say, that was what was interesting is the, the episode that you chose. The thing I did like is that it's weird because um, I don't know how many of you guys did the homework, but um, <laughs> it, you, involves the death of <laughs> it involves the death of one of the like evil generals who is a woman in the anime, but mm -hmm. in the dub, but is actually a man. So like Zoocyte and Malachite were two men in a relationship, which mm -hmm. is weird because it's like, oh, why is this woman dead? And this guy is all sad about it. And it's like, no, they were gay. And, you know, and not that gay people are sadder about their boyfriends dying, but like, you know. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> yeah. So like it. So later they tried to revamp Sailor Moon and be like, here's the version you couldn't see in the early 90s when, you know, gay people didn't have rights. So. So it's interesting in that respect, because like growing up, I would I became like obsessed with Sailor Moon and like I would watch if I could. I think I, I was able to watch at least like two hours of Sailor Moon in the morning. So I would wake up at like six, no, five thirty in the morning and I'd catch the <laughs> oh end of like. God. Yeah, this is crazy. I catch the end of like Samurai Pizza Cats. Oh, I, I remember was, that show. Yeah, because I was worried that I would miss Sailor Moon and I didn't want to like miss a second. So like I was like, I got to be up at six on the dot. So I'll have to watch Samurai Pizza Cat so I can be more awake for Sailor Moon. So then I'd get like a block of it on the WB. And then later, an hour would pass and I'd watch like Batman and Superman. And then uh, UPN or something <laughs> okay, TV would then air listing. another. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would the air Sailor TV Moon. Guy. At the end, there's a crossword that you guys can do. <laughs> That's, yeah. Anna, Anna, let me ask you, what appeals to you about this show? What do you think connected with you at the time? Uh, I was waiting for my cat to talk to me and tell me that I was also a reincarnated <laughs> princess from the moon. That's my question. I was waiting. Why is a cat talking? I, I just wanted to know. I'm very curious. I mean, truly, oh. maybe I should have started with the first episode for you, <laughs> That's Carolina. What I'm saying. That's why I was like, this is such a weird place to start. I just, I just kind of hope that you guys could fill in the dots. I don't know. I think they kind of, they do like a recap, don't they? Aren't they like, Today on Sailor Moon, like oh, something like that. Was today on Sailor Moon, a bunch of characters you have no idea you've ever seen before died, <laughs> and now there's a new <laughs> character who's here. Like, it doesn't make sense. I, 
Well, guys, connect the dots, you know? So, Pick and Sailor mix. Moon had a crush on Tuxedo Mask, and then she hit him in the back and said, there's a bee on your back. And then and then he, I think he dies. I'm not sure. Or, I don't know if anime people are sleeping or dead because they make him very still. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. I mean, to be fair, he was injured from the episode prior, which I didn't require. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, okay, I just, like, wanted to pick because that episode is my favorite because there's even, like, a really corny song because the 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 dub in the 90s was, like, I feel like Sailor Moon was so influential for, like, bringing anime over in, like, a new way that wasn't, that was, like, more mainstream. It was, like, sure, some people, like, knew about Akira and, like, other animes, but, like, Sailor Moon was like it was like definitely like this this is an anime and now kids know about it. It was like pre Pokemon, pre DBZ, pre Toonami. You know, it was uh I'm just saying a bunch of things no one knows except Calvin. <laughs> um, I know Dragon Ball Z. I know that. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I think that Sailor Moon, like for me, I remember liking it. But I think it was also because like, it hit a sweet spot. Cause I think what was good about Sailor Moon was that it was a nice crossover from like power rangers because it's you know kind of a similar aesthetic where it's like you have like five teenagers with attitude and they transform into something and they use their powers of like love to like save the world and so like with Taylor Moon it was cool because it was like oh cool it's like all women and like girl power and stuff like that so it was I mean I personally I liked it I don't know watching an episode I was reminded about how annoying <laughs> some of the voice acting was Oh, I love that cast. Because <laughs> it's like, reading, no, Venus, oh, Marion, oh. Yeah. Like, it was just a lot of that. I, but just, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't really get into it. I think, like, my preference for kids' cartoons, I think even when I was a kid, was, like, show, like cartoons that, like, you know, like, I watched some of the old Batman, the animated series recently, and, like, I love these kids' cartoons that were, like, clearly made by adults with like an adult sensibility for children and like i wouldn't say they're explicit but they're they're like tonally like they're cartoons that don't talk down to kids like that and i was like religious about watching the new she-ra on netflix because i liked it so much the one that's like came out and it's so good and it's kind of not for kids i mean i wouldn't say it's you know some r-rated cartoon but it's kind of just the writing it just is a show that happens to be animated and kids can get into it but there's something so cool about it being made with this like more i don't know adult like narrative it kind of reminds me of like why i love the muppets so much because there's something acerbic and witty and like the Muppets were made for kids but not really like when you watched it you felt like you were older than you were I mean Sailor Moon gave me I really was like wow maybe if I was like eight-year-old Anna this would have been it for me (laughs) right now I liked it I am not I like Sailor Moon because it it, it is fun but the only it was the only thing was like there was just a lot of things that were confusing but I still enjoyed it even though I didn't know and I had to write a page full of notes to ask to keep the (laughs) continuity going 
But I I know what you mean. Like I grew up with Looney Tunes. You know, everyone grew up with Looney Tunes. Yeah, which is so subversive. Looney Tunes. Half of Looney Tunes is like even a little bit more adult than it should have been. You know? <laughs> exactly. It's funny. Looney Tunes. I remember that's how I learned about gravity because uh, there was an episode <laughs> where like it was like Wiley Coyote versus Roadrunner. And uh, there's one point where, like, you know, Wiley Coyote runs off the cliff but doesn't fall yet. And it's because he doesn't know what gravity is. And so he literally has to – they have him take out a book and he studies gravity. And then he goes to the same cliff and he's like, oh, no, gravity, and then falls. And I was like, oh, that's how that works. I learned the word legitimate from Sailor Moon. <laughs> <laughs> it's just been using it ever since. <laughs> What's no, the I Actually, I was reading the manga, which is the graphic novel that Sailor Moon was first uh, materialized on, and it. I had to be like, "Mom, I don't know this word." When I was reading the comic, and then she explained to me what it was. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well, you see that that's how we learn things, I guess. Uh, Sailor Moon. I learned um, what I, I. I don't know. I. I think I learned what a negger. What's a negaverse? I think I. I know. I think that's the opposite of a universe. But it's all like negative. But it's it's cool or something. You see, I'm learning. I'm learning. No, yeah, the negaverse is bad. <laughs> but what's so bad about it? So they're trying to take over the world. Okay. The Earth. But okay, so like the whole universe or just the world? I think they're starting with Earth, and then they're gonna they're gonna move out once they hit. They, they also move into the future. They go back and forth from the past and the future, and they're always just trying to take over. It's very like. Obviously, it's like kind of like Star Wars, right? It's like the good, the bad, and then we fight it with love and like friendship. It's like those. Things. Oh, and and, and costumes because I like their outfits and cute costume changes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was my favorite part, and I actually liked the music. I didn't think it was that corny. I actually enjoyed <laughs> the music a lot. Also, in in the American version, when they transform, you know, they in in most animes, there's like a a filler two to three minute scene where someone goes into negative space to like power up their next big attack like very Dragon Ball Z or like if you're a magical girl you had to also fly up into negative pretty space with all purples and pinks and like spin around with bubbles and sparkles um but I lost my train of thought I'm sorry I'm spinning around She's so excited. Uh, I'm, I'm so, so dizzy excited. from from my transformation. I always thought that I was like, oh man, I'd be so dizzy after that, and then I'd have to like fight. I don't think so. No, but so they spin <laughs> around. But what what they uh, edited out for the American version was because usually they're just like a little silhouette of themselves while they like you know put on their ribbons and their gloves and they even paint their nail polish before they put on their gloves, which I think is really funny in the transformation segment. But the best part ever is that they used to have like outlines of breasts and like where the vagina would be. They eliminated that for the American crowd. Anna, how's the book you're writing going <laughs> about Sailor Moon? I mean, I would say it'd be literally a bunch of uh, incomplete sentences and then <laughs> maybe like a doodle of Sailor Moon. <laughs> like, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be very but good. But can you, let me ask you, can you watch this as an adult now? Like, does this hold up? Can you? Because there's a lot of shows like I like I love watching Daria on Hulu mm. and I kind of oh, feel yeah, like Daria. it's yeah. not dated at all. I mean, I know it was kind of like a teen cartoon, but I could kind of watch it now and think, yeah, this holds up. I mean, can you watch Sailor Moon and think the same? 
I mean, I think Sailor Moon was so nostalgic in like such a big part of my like development in life choices of aspiring to be a Japanese girl. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, it's just like I think Sailor Moon gives you unrealistic ideas of like relationships. Like I was like, cool, so I need to find a guy who might be reincarnated from the past. Who is here to protect? Finally, me. and then at some we're point we're finally here, Anna. We're finally yeah. with what's wrong with Anna. Here we are, twenty <laughs> years later. Here it is. Yeah, and I, and you know, and then at some point to be a real trial in a relationship, he'll then get brainwashed by the Negaforce, and then he'll forget our whole relationship, and then I'll have to win him back. You know. Um, <laughs> Story so of my of life. This, none of, yeah, in a way, this has happened again and again in different contexts, but never quite as concrete as what Sailor Moon shows me, the teachings, the scribe <laughs> of Sailor Moon. No, but I also, because I also on my list had uh, Satoshi Khan's Tokyo Godfathers, which I um, love. Did anybody watch it? No one no. watched it. I watched a little well, bit of it. I, I read. I read about it. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I read about it. That is not watching yeah. it. How Wikipedia? dare you? <laughs> no. I, watched, I read the Wikipedia summary. <laughs> no, I read this. I read this article about about like the um, his intentions when he made it and sort of all the symbolism in the film. And I watched some clips, but it um <laughs> it was a little. It was like a little heavy. I mean, essentially, it's just like this um like satirical drama that happens to be anime mm. right well it follows three homeless people on christmas eve when they discover a baby in the dumpster pretty much right, right. and then oh three men and a baby yeah it's three men yeah, except oh. they're like homeless and struggling in like a japanese classic class bleh, what's the word i want class- classist society Oh, so where's Ted Danson? What what did Ted Danson have to do to get on this show? I mean, he was all set after doing Cheers. He was like, I'm just collecting residuals. I'm not going to be a part of this. But no, but okay, so I'm sad no one watched it. um, Because. No, John watched clips. I watched clips. Oh, no, he read about it. It's like two two hours. It's like, no, it's like a cool hour and 40. We're trying to be so like a supportive friend. I, I we said like yeah, let's let's watch some anime. I thought you'd just like send us like an episode. I didn't know it would be the full story from manga to anime. So I, I need more time. Yeah. Okay, guys. I did so watch we... the panorama though. I watched well, although I don't think I watched the right episode that you had sent because. I watched an episode that was like basically it just dealt with like weird Japanese stuff and then I watched a woman in a poodle outfit work out with several other people in a poodle outfit for three minutes. I mean, I think that's doing extra credit. So Calvin <laughs> Calvin deserves the gold star. But Calvin, you even texted our little group dad being like, Can't wait to watch Tokyo Godfathers. I don't know. I thought no. I thought I said I can't that. wait to watch Cowboy Bebop again. <laughs> <laughs> Laziness. Well, well. The reason I think Tokyo Sorry. Godfathers, I I I rewatched it in prep for this. Oh, you're I, right. I did say I'm looking forward to Tokyo Godfathers. Yeah, you were like, Oh, no, I said Tokyo Grandfathers. I didn't even spell it right. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, we all. I thought you were ready, ready with like feelings and and. 
and reviews, but I, but it's great because I realized that one of the reasons I think anime has shaped me so much, without without really realizing it, I think it's it's inclusivity and like the LGBTQ community is insane, and like from a young age, like absorbing these little things, I think I didn't even really realize it because one of the one of the um, Tokyo Godfathers is transgender and they they talk about him like you know how he's ashamed about his life and he can't go back to like the drag bar that he was a part of and like then he becomes homeless but it was like one of these things that it i feel like anime never is like judgy about about anybody's preference and i mean i i always thought that was kind of interesting and i always like was like wow there's probably a reason why growing up with that, that I was like, oh, great. If you cross-dress, you're probably the most interesting person because in anime, you get a great arc if you happen to be the cross-dressing one. Wow, John, that's you, awesome. Yeah. Awesome this, John. That's, I mean, it, it's clearly like all of anime is so much more progressive than anything that's probably come out of America in the same time frame. Like there's like so little reference to like anything inclusive in most most all cartoons and animation for like you know we're like they're barely doing it now in cartoons like it's just so uh something so american about them like keeping out lgbtqi from like children shows or animation it's kind of depressing yeah, yeah it's like really interesting because like I because it is something that like I realize like I mean obviously you know anime definitely was way more open about like L- like LGBTQ stuff as well as like just other stuff in terms of like religiosity like I remember with Cowboy Bebop there was definitely um an episode that dealt with like religion and it wasn't about Christianity per se but it was like an interesting episode that like if you read like I, I maybe I may have read too much into it, but even so they talked about like, you know, religious tolerance and stuff. And I remember that ever being anything that was discussed in like American cartoons. Right. And so they were like, oh, it's cool that this person is like a different religion from you and that's okay. But I always remember with um, DC, the DC, um, I, I watched a lot of DC animated shows so like Batman and Superman. And it would be interesting because there were times where you would see them like sneak things in. So like, for example, the Batman, the animated series, like, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy, like, it was never made, like, official until, like, years later, but, like, if you look at it now, it's pretty obvious that, like, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy were hooking up, you know? Right. Or, like, in Superman, there's this one episode where there's this, like, captain, her name is Maggie Sawyer, and, like, she's a fairly, like, big character. Like, she's, you know, one of the cops. He's like, Superman, I'm glad you saved me, but also you have to stick with the law. And, like, there's an episode where she gets injured, and you see this woman visit her in the hospital, and that's her girlfriend. But they can't mm-hmm. say it because they're not they weren't allowed to at the time because of the code. But like it's again, if you watch it again, you're like, oh, that's clearly her girlfriend. That's not like her sister there, you know? Right. It's all undertones. Oh wow. I didn't know that there was this code because I mean, is it because of any romantic attachments or is it only simply just gay attachments? It was you know, like if that that if that was her boyfriend, that would have been okay. Oh yeah, like it was specifically for like um, gay relationships. Like I remembered, I forget who it was either the storyboard artist or maybe one of the producers. Like did an interview actually about the episode where uh, Maggie Sawyer gets injured, where he's like, "Yeah, like we were explicitly told we could not make any specific mention of the fact that that's her girlfriend, but they were like, but 
she's clearly a lesbian. Like, we're not going to be that disrespectful to, like, the fans and the people who know she is to be like, oh, yeah, her sister is just visiting her with flowers. Like, it didn't make sense. So, like, they would enter, like, a, like the producer, I forget, I wish I remember who it was, but they did an interview at, where they were like, yeah, so we would try to sneak in these little references where it was, like, characters we knew were gay in the comics. We would make sure that they would remain, like, somewhat queer on the show. Yeah, and okay. in Sailor Moon, there's two uh, Sailor Scouts that are dating each other, Sailor Uranus and Sailor Neptune. And in the American... Yeah, you said Uranus. <laughs> I, I think Ura- Uranus. Uranus. Um, Wait, those are the other girls that, like, kind of hang in the back. Those are the Uranus <laughs> and the Neptune. Yeah. I just, I want to get this right, because no, I need to get right. into they're, a new fandom. They're actually called the Outer Senshi, so the Outer Scouts, if you will. So they, they are, they're the further planets, and they're usually a lot more powerful, but... Because, like, one of the women is like, I live alone, which on itself is powerful. But, like, then they have the two, the lesbian couple, which in the American version, they make them cousins, which is, like, the weirdest thing you could possibly do. <laughs> like, I was like, they're really, they even, like, have a really awkward, like, they're really close for cousins. And you're like, what is, why did they do this? And I remember when I was younger... Um, because I was so obsessed with Sailor Moon, I I would sort of uh, really rope in all the kids, all the girls at research, uh, research uh, recess, and I was like, let's play Sailor Moon. And like before, uh, people were waking up at six o'clock in the morning, and it wasn't at like a, you know, because later Sailor Moon would be on like at four o'clock at, after school hours, and it would make a lot more sense to invest that much time in Sailor Moon. But before then you only had the like early wee hours of the morning. So really no one watched it. No one knew what I was talking about. So I could only explain (laughs) what Sailor Moon was with a couple of like printouts, like very special printouts. (laughs) Like I was like, and this is Sailor Mars. And I was like, and this is a beautiful manga that cost my parents $10. And they really hate that I have this hobby. Um, This is so cute. I'm just picturing little baby Anna making like a physical PowerPoint of like (laughs) things to show at recess. It's so cute. I mean, Anna, Anna, nothing has changed. Where are those girls at recess right now staring (laughs) at you? No, one thing has changed. Anna does not wake up before a (laughs) lot, but everything else is the same. Carolina, and you know it. Thank you. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but the 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 saddest thing was we after a while like we got enough girls that were like desperate to play Sailor Moon with us because I I got pretty artistic and I made little wands for us I like popsicle sticks and cardboard and it was like kind of the thing to do near the jungle gym which was in Neo Tokyo that was taken over by the Negan Force but. That was the thing to do at recess. So, like, all these kids would come up and be like, can I be a character? And you'd be running out of characters. And I remember two girls were Neptune and Uranus. And they then started watching Sailor Moon because it was at a a time slot that made sense. And she was like, I did some research online, Anna. And she's gay? I was like, yeah, but she's really cool. Why not? And she's like, I don't want to be a gay one. And I was like, wow. wow, okay. Like, I was like, I'm sure someone would love to be Sailor Uranus. You get to be one of the cats, okay? So that's your new role. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, like, Anna, which one were you? 
Uh, I think we know who I would be. <laughs> she was Sailor Moon. She was obviously Sailor Moon. I mean, of course, if you appoint yourself president of the Sailor Moon recess area. I mean, I, I'm sure you inducted yourself. It was ceremonial. Uh, a bunch of kids around. I'm, it's really cute, though. It's adorable. Well, the, I, w- I will be your Uranus. Oh, I'm glad. She, Anna. She's great. She's she's very powerful yes. and she's tall. She's five eight. So in, she, in Japan, she wears a that's lot very tall. of pantsuits. A lot of pantsuits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was kind of obvious that you're in. And she she was always always like uh, with her little like uh, school bag. She always like put it over her shoulder, which is inherently pretty butch. No, but when I we were younger, we'd also do this thing where we'd actually transform. So we'd be. So we'd be outside on the green, and oh, a girl would spin around, and we'd go, doo, 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 <laughs> until she was done transforming. Oh, God. <laughs> we should go. We should go, but in a good way. We should go and start putting together whatever we can find in our closets, and we'll all meet on Zoom in an hour, okay? Oh, man. Uh, Yeah, that was a special time. And it was special that, you know, people could hold that space for somebody for two minutes to literally spin around while everybody (laughs) quietly, not quite synced, hummed, you know? That was beautiful. That was beautiful. That's my religion. Thanks for listening to us ramble. Send us love, support, and topics by sliding into our DMs on Instagram at Professional Friends Podcast. And don't forget to leave us a review and give us five stars. It really helps with our self-esteem. See you next week. <laughs>